This is the Daily Detail, powered by 1819 News. Honest News. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. The voice of Alabama values. Alabama. Unbelievable people. And now, here is Andrea Tice. Well, the 118th Congress will get underway today, and Alabama Senator-elect Katie Britt will be sworn into office, along with newly elected Congressman Dale Strong, who won the seat that was held by Mo Brooks in northern Alabama. The swearing-in for Britt takes place on the U.S. Senate floor around noontime. Alabama Senator Tommy Tuberville will escort Britt to the Senate floor for her oath of office before the vice president. Britt will be the youngest Republican woman to serve in the U.S. Senate and the second youngest woman to serve in the U.S. Senate overall. The numbers are in when it comes to Big Pharma and its political donations here in Alabama to politicians. There's a list that has been put out by the Alabama Secretary of State's office that shows what pharmaceutical companies have donated to state races. It's all part of the Alabama Electronic Fair Campaign Practices Act and the reporting system that's been created in order to fulfill that law. The list shows that Pfizer gave over $9 million to politicians nationwide in 2020. In Alabama, that number comes in at $130,000 for 2020, and the money went to Governor Kay Ivey, Attorney General Steve Marshall, and other state lawmakers like House Minority Leader Bobby Singleton, House Speaker-designate Nathaniel Ledbetter, and Senate President Pro Tem Greg Reed. Before the start of the 2022 legislative session, Pfizer contributed anywhere from $500 to $1,000 each to lawmakers such as State Senator Larry Stutz, Senate Majority Leader Clay Schofield, State Senators Garland Gudger, Paul Lee, Anthony Daniels, and Joe Lavorn, all of which have some type of connection to the health and insurance committees within the Alabama House or Senate. The Alabama Law Enforcement Agency is revealing a new database that is underway that will help now that a constitutional carry law is in effect here in Alabama. The new database will inform law enforcement officers who is not allowed to own or carry a firearm now that there is no requirement for Alabamians to carry a concealed pistol permit. The Firearms Prohibited Person Database will be used during traffic stops and criminal investigations. The database was tested this past August and then fully launched within the state of Alabama this past October 1st. The constitutional carry law went into full effect on January 1st. A Decatur man is charged with possession of obscene material and is being held in jail on a $270,000 bond. 57-year-old Russ Miller was arrested after a search of his home was conducted and the obscene material was found on electronic devices there. The images involve persons under the age of 17. Miller is facing six charges connected to the obscene material. Police say more charges could be coming. Investigators in Mobile continue to look into a shooting that happened on Dauphin Street on New Year's Eve. That shooting killed one man and injured nine others. Police are looking to see if there's any connection to another shooting that happened just days earlier at a Walmart store in that city. Police have taken one suspected shooter into custody and are confirming that they're looking for a second suspect in this case. Mobile Police Chief Paul Prine has told media outlets that it is safe to say that this latest shooting was gang-related. Prine told AL.com that this is not a case of organized crime like with MS-13 or the Crips and the Bloods, but it's still gang activity and violence. Mobile Mayor Sandy Stimson also alluded to the gang activity as the cause when he made a statement on the shooting the day after it happened. Well, the Sugar Bowl game is over and the Crimson Tide secured a win over Kansas State. 
Now Alabama quarterback Bryce Young, along with linebacker Will Anderson Jr. and tailback Jameer Gibbs, are declaring their intentions to join the National Football League and enter that draft. Alabama head football coach Nick Saban believes that there will be more declarations like this to come from the team. Young is the 2021 Heisman Trophy winner who refused to opt out early from the Sugar Bowl in order to go join those NFL prospects. For more in-depth stories affecting the state of Alabama, go to 1819news.com. And national news. It's going to be a big day in Congress today. As we said, newly elected members and incumbents will be sworn into office. And Republicans in the U.S. House in particular are in the majority and have the votes necessary to put a member of their own party in as Speaker of the House. However, there appears to be a major showdown shaping up for today since Republicans don't have enough number of votes to clearly elect Kevin McCarthy as the majority leader. Five conservative Republicans are intending to block the vote for McCarthy, who was nominated for that position this past November and barely squeaked by with a victory there. Congressman Bob Good of Virginia, Matt Gates of Florida, and Andy Biggs of Arizona, along with two other congressmen, are planning to vote against McCarthy on the first ballot and offer another option on the second ballot. Here is Congressman Good speaking on Fox News about why and how these House members are opposed to McCarthy. It's worth it to fight for a few hours or even a few days to get the best possible person for speaker instead of just surrendering to the status quo, surrendering to the establishment. Now, if you want earmarks, continued Kevin McCarthy as your speaker. If you want massive Democrat spending bills passed with a Republican majority, as happened the last time he was the majority leader when we had control of Congress, Kevin McCarthy is your speaker. If you want to surrender uh, the power of the purse and to not fight for true change, for true conservative principles, Kevin McCarthy would be your choice for speaker. But that's not what we're going to vote for tomorrow. I I suspect 10 to 15 members will vote against him on the first ballot tomorrow uh, that will vote for Andy Biggs. Uh, But then I think you'll see on the second ballot uh, an increasing number of members vote for uh, a true uh, candidate who can represent the conservative center of the conference, can motivate the base, inspire Republicans across the country, get get to 218 votes, bring our conference together to fight against the uh, radical Democrat agenda, the most extreme agenda we've ever seen. Let me stop you there. Who is that name? We we here we are in the eleventh hour. Yeah. There are no names. Give me a name. It's not any bigs. Any bigs isn't going to win. Well, I'm going to resist for a few more hours what I have resisted for the last several weeks because, as you know, if we were to put forth a name right now or over the last few weeks, that person would suffer all the attacks and retaliation and all the. So, so you don't the- have a name. I mean. This is- Griff, you'll see that name tomorrow on the second ballot. And there's many Republicans within our conference who are privately acknowledging they know he doesn't have the votes. They know that he's not a trustworthy leader. They know he's not a real conservative. And they're ready to vote against him once we put forth a true challenge candidate on that second ballot. McCarthy was approached on Monday by an NBC News reporter about whether or not he felt confident he has the votes for securing the speakership. Here's what he said. McCarthy, do you have the votes for speaker locked in tomorrow? I think we're going to have a good day tomorrow. A few days ago, the Daily Detail reported that President Joe Biden would be spending several days in the U.S. Virgin Islands on vacation. Well, there's been some interesting developments in that country while he's there. The attorney general at the Virgin Islands was just dismissed from her position by the governor, Albert Bryan. The firing of A.G. Denise George comes just days after she filed a lawsuit against the banking entity of J.P. Morgan Chase, for their part in financially assisting Jeffrey Epstein and his continuation of sexual abuse of underage females on a Caribbean island in that area. George claimed that J.P. Morgan turned a blind eye to evidence of human trafficking with Epstein, 
due to the fact that he would promise to bring deals and new clients to the bank. George ended up charging J.P. Morgan with three criminal counts, saying the bank was indispensable to the operations and concealment of Epstein's trafficking enterprise. Epstein was a client of J.P. Morgan for 15 years, up until 2013. Population and migration trends in 2022 are now coming out, and the states of California and New York lost hundreds of thousands of their own residents this past year. The latest December numbers compared to the 2020 census shows that New York had over 20 million residents two years ago and now is down to 19 million. California saw a loss of half a million residents between 2020 and 2022. Texas and Florida saw the most population growth in the past two years. You're listening to The Daily Detail from 1819 News. If you are enjoying The Daily Detail and want to make sure that these reports come up easily on your smartphone, then be sure to hit the subscribe or follow button on whatever podcasting app you are using. It's usually on the main page of The Daily Detail. That could be on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbeam, or some other app. And also be sure to visit 1819 News for more reliable, up-to-date information on what's going on around here in Alabama. You can also join 1819 News by becoming a member, which will get you exclusive content as well as 1819 merchandise. You can visit 1819news.com backslash membership to learn more. I'm Andrea Tice. I'll be back again tomorrow. I look forward to updating you then. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. Alabama. Of Alabama. This has been The Daily Detail. For more up-to-date news, go to 1819news.com, where you'll find honest news and Alabama values. 